Good afternoon, welcome to the market wrap for the 11th of March 2022. Stuart Williamson here at the helm. Um, why do we do this? Just to give you information so that you can hopefully make better buying decisions. But also it's good to have the knowledge if you are investing in property as to what to do. So please do like, subscribe and all that sort of malarkey. Okay, this week we're going to be covering um, about the effect of the Ukraine crisis on UK house prices, what it might mean. Not trying to um, belittle what's happened there in any way, just to put you in a picture if you're thinking of buying, which I know many people are still. Is a market crash inevitable? Is it all going to go terribly wrong? That's what the question is. Basically, the war in Ukraine will ramp up inflation and hit real incomes in the UK, just as the global economy is coming out of the a huge recession and potentially put us back into a recession. So is that inevitable that the UK house prices will fall and that will occur? Firstly, house prices are going up, sorry, inflation is going up um, and that's a, a fact. Um, the Ukraine is triggering bigger prices, price rises in gas, oil, petrol, food and so on as global supply chains struggle. On Wednesday this week, Brent crude Crude climbed 6% to pass $130 a barrel. President Biden's and uh, Prime Minister Boris Johnson's talk about phasing out Russian oil imports and stopping bringing them all together. Wheat prices hit a new record. The London Metal Exchange halted trading in nickel after it spiked 250% in two sessions. I mean, can you believe that? That is a huge spike. So a lot of prices are going up. Before the war, the um, consultancy Pantheon Macroeconomics uh, basically forecast that inflation would rise by 7.7% in April before dropping back to 6% in October, which is still huge. Now it expects inflation to peak at 8.2% next month and still be at 7.5% in October. This is four times what the Bank of England's target rate is, 2%. Um, the chart coming up now is courtesy of the Daily Telegraph and it, and it shows these changed uh, forecasts. Um, but it is quite extraordinary what's going on. So is this good or is it bad for house prices? Well, if you're a homeowner, and that's the, the point, a homeowner already, in, inflation can have a positive impact on the present on the property's value and interest rates if you measure it in nominal terms, the increase in housing prices is always affected by the general level of inflation. Therefore, high inflation can positively affect homeowners by reducing the real value of their mortgage. And this is what I say to everyone. The mortgage and the tenant are your best friends, so look after them. That's an important thing to think about. Inflation will erode it away. My first mortgage was 50,000 quid. Now it wouldn't buy you a great car. How will real earnings be affected by inflation? You know, they're going to drop because basically weekly wages are set to rise probably this year by about 4.2%. If inflation is running at 8%, then that means we're getting a net loss of 3.2, which is basically means that buyers will have much less money in their pockets. And it's this, indi this indicator of real incomes that are are often the most reliable indicator of house price growth. 
I know it's self-evident, but I'll sell it anyway. When buyers have more money, they can spend more when they purchase property. So drops in real earnings can trigger house price falls because people think, well, okay, I can't afford a house of 180,000, I'll go for 150, or perhaps I'll just hold off. So look at chart two if you can and see how that, what sort of impact that has on, if you understand what the impact of that is. So rising inflation erodes earnings, which reduces buying power. Pantheon said that they believe there'd be a large drop in real disposable incomes, the biggest in fact, since 2022. Sorry, since World War II, it is 2022. Look at chart three, that gives you a bit of an explanation of that. The fall in disposable incomes in basically increases the cost of living, increases the cost of living and it makes more people, people more nervous about spending. I mean, I thought this last week I was going to buy something and I thought, well, perhaps I'll hold off, you know. Energy bills have already gone up by 54% in April with the energy cap rise. I've seen this on some of the properties I've got in the UK. You know, I pay the, the, the utilities and it's doubling in April from what it was in March. You know, the surge in, in gas prices, uh, the surge in uh, utility costs, mean that the October price cap rise will probably go up by 33%, which is three times higher than the 11% rise that people were talking about prior to this Ukrainian issue. Household, household spending is going to be hit hard as a direct result of this conflict, and that is also a very poor thing. However, you know, after the pandemic, the Bank of England said that household savings at the highest levels that it had ever been, you know, and they can spend that. But I mean, are you really, excuse me, are you really going to want to spend that in a climate of low consumer confidence? You know, people are not like that confident what's going on. Consumer sentiment in February had already plunged to its lowest level since January 2021, when we were in the midst of the winter lockdown and the coronavirus cases were out of control. According to figures produced by the Growth From Knowledge Consulting Service, Consumer Confidence Index. And that's reflected in chart four. Of all the measures that um, GFK uh, tracks, the steepest drop was recorded in consumer confidence in a 12-month outlook for personal finances. And it fell by 12 percentage points in January. That's not good. Joe Statton of GFK said, there's a clear anxiety in these findings as many customers Sorry, very many consumers worry about balancing household books at the end of the month without going further into debt. So, it's a picture of insecurity in the UK. The data the GFK used was gathered in the first two weeks of February before Russia invaded Ukraine. So it was before it all started. Now it's much, much likely to get worse. Andrew Wishart of Capital Economics Consultants said, or says persistent inflation and the grim news flows could cause sentiment to sour further over the coming weeks. I don't think there's every chance of that. But on the positive side, this these things can mean that mortgage rates will stay lower for longer. Okay, capital, you know, we talked about this last week, higher inflation for longer will increase pressure on the Bank of England to raise interest rates you know, and we're talking about capital economics are saying it'd be up by 2% in 2023.
But the strange side effect of what's going on is, is that the bank will possibly not want to do that because the Bank of England is going to be looking at this global financial crisis and saying, well, a financial, global economic crisis, so saying, do we really want to do this? Do we want to add to the UK's woes when everyone else has got problems? Carl Thomason of the Centre for Economics and Business Research, CEBRE, uh, CEBR, the bank of, says the Bank of England may not want to compound any medium-term threats to the economy from a fallout of the crisis. And they, they, they predict that the Bank of England will increase, raise, increase rates in March, potentially by 0.75%, but it's more likely to push that back. So it, may, it secures England, Britain's stance longer term. Look at chart five, it reflects that. Rising inflation will make mortgages much more uh, unaffordable very quickly. Capital economics show that and that chart show that a mortgage payment currently at 35% of medium income would jump to 45%, which is higher than a 10-year average, which is not good. Pantheon Macroeconomics still expects 0.25% rise in March, followed by another in May. But it says that the bank rate will stay at 1% this year, which is good news for lenders, as there is a risk of global recession. So, so basically... They don't want to impact the COVID recovery with the sanctions, with the, you know, they've got tax rises coming in this month. They've got all sorts of stuff. So they're trying to hold off, I think. Now, British house prices typically rise in line with the gross domestic product. And Pantheon, again, has downgraded the British GDP growth forecast to just 1.5% for this year and for 2023 but they're not saying it's going to drop, so that's positive. Another positive factor is, so you've got three, you've got interest rates, you've got GDP may not fall, and then household expenditure may be suffering, but business expenditure in the UK will improve because we're going to see a lot more investment into the North Sea, for example, which will benefit the East Coast, Harwich and the likes, up as far as Aberdeen, who are the centres of North Sea oil, gas and industry you know uh, Boris Johnson has already said he's going to bring out six six um, rigs out of mothballs okay so basically what we've got is a lot of headwinds in the future from a property perspective but we still have the supply demand mismatch we still have demographic change coming in we still have people wanting to be more environmentally aware and these things should continue pushing prices up and avoid a, um, a bubble popping what about the effect of all this on, on the green environment, about what's happening with houses and them becoming more environmentally friendly? Well, basically, from my research, the, the, the relationship with the, the West, with its relationship with fossil fuels has, altered, has completely changed. Everyone is so frightened that the Russians are going to cut off the gas. It's more likely that Europe will become more reliant on coal in the short term Together, we're employing a greater focus on the need to maximise the exploitation of domestic oil and gas reserves, as I've said, in the North Sea. The crisis could lead to much rapid, more rapid deployment of the green energy this decade. Bloomberg has recently reported that Germany last month committed $200 billion to bring forward its goal of 100% renewable energy by more than a decade. That's $200 billion. Um, Last week, Knight Frank also reported that the House of Lords 
said that the UK's lack of a credible plan to meet its, zero, its net zero targets were a disgrace. Particularly when it comes to carbon, carbon emissions of the existing stock of homes. If energy bills are going up, it's unlikely that this will be ignored for much longer and that the minds of the policymakers are going to have to focus on what can be done to make the UK more green more quickly. We have to become less support, less reliant on outside supplies. That's now in common discussion. And from an environmental perspective, we have to become more green because we have to do things more environmentally. And that would be better economically as well as socially. But unfortunately, this, this, these changes will have a negative effect on house prices. Not from, it will force them to go down, quite the opposite. It'll increase their prices because builders at this moment are planning for 2025 grade C or stock, 2030. There is no picture out there. Is it going to be a, um, a hydrogen this or a water that or our electric is going to be allowed back in again? There's no picture. So builders are going to have to introduce all this, which is going to push house prices up. Additionally, the, the UK housing stock is nowhere near C, so it's not going to get a certificate to rent out as it's supposed to from 2025 onwards. So there's got to be a lot of changes. The government needs to get a clear plan on this and it hasn't got one. So overall, the crisis in the Ukraine, it's a shocking experience. I don't know the whys and wherefores behind it all, but what effect will it have on the UK? It'll lead to, for sure, a lot of headwinds. But the market is still strong. The supply demand mismatch is still there and they're not building it quick enough and they're not making land anymore. So it's still a positive outlook. So thank you for listening. Um, do subscribe and like if you can. And I hope you do like it, hope you enjoyed it. And thank you very much. Do take care. See you again next week. Bye-bye.